Welcome to Gaia Rising, an exploration of human healing and evolution through storytelling. Welcome everybody to a beautiful conversation I'm so excited to enter into with my dear, my new dear brother and friend, Eddie Navarro, who is a uh, psychonaut, a healer, an explorer who's had a lot of, has some beautiful experiences that I'm really excited for him to share with us uh, in his life. Um, everything from uh, plant medicine to men's healing circles. Uh, he's currently studying at UCLA to become a therapist and just serve the, uh, the evolution, the healing of humanity. And, and specifically what drew us together, I think, was a lot of conversations we've had about men's work so we're going to dive into that as well um anyway i'm just so excited for this conversation so excited to have you on eddie thank you so much for for showing up today of course wow what an introduction i (laughs) oh man feels good to be to feel seen and also to find a brother in you ben you know another man who has gone into that deep healing work um, that warrior work with the man, with the male psyche and how to step away from that and redefine it, you know, for this new paradigm that we're entering. And, you know, with it, of course, there comes tools that are helping along, you know, plant medicine, of course, but even just these conversations that we're having. So I'm just so honored to be here to have this invitation from you. So thank you, you know, for holding this space for us and, you know, just allowing us to share of ourselves. Thank you. Yeah, brother. Yeah, brother. It's it's so mutual, you know. I think showing up in these ways and vulnerability, like you're saying, this is the medicine. This is we're doing it right now just by having these. I mean, we've been doing it by having these conversations, but especially being, you know, taking that extra step of vulnerability to record it and share it with anyone who's who's relating to it. It's helping them, inspiring them in their journey. That's the intention. And you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing. So it's, yeah, I definitely honor to, to you and to me for, for just showing up in these ways and to whoever's listening to just for, for your work, we're all in this together. So um, I was just going to start us off maybe with uh, dropping in. We can, if you want, you can join me and, uh, and anyone who's listening, we'll just do a deep breath here. So let's dump the lungs, deep breath in. Feeling into our bodies, into this present moment, into our minds and hearts. Uh, Eddie, I'd ask you, what's most alive in you in this moment? Ah, Gratitude. Huge amount of gratitude in my heart right now. That connection with the other, with the brother, with the sister. And that connection then with the divine, the connection with the earth and how that awareness brings us closer to the present moment to appreciate truly where we are, what we're doing. Mm. 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 Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you, man. Oh, beautiful check-in. I'll I'll, uh, I'll give my little Ben here checking in. Uh, I'm really... I'm really checking in with um, 
with the ancestors right now. I'm, it's a it's a new connection for me to make this. So yeah, to have this connection with my ancestors and what you were bringing up earlier about your ancestry, uh, the Aztecs and the Mich Michka, Mexica. Yeah, Mexica people. Yeah. Mexica. Just both of us, you know. I'm just really feeling, you know, also linking to that gratitude. I'm I'm feeling feeling their presence, you know. I've been feeling it the last month or so, and yeah, and also just feeling a lot of gratitude for them, and just awareness and and uh, and gratitude to them um, for bringing us here today, and for a uh, great spirit, a great spirit, um, universe, God, whatever words we choose, um, yeah. I'm also feeling that tapping into that same gratitude. So. Yeah. It's, important. it's important to feel the spirit, you know, mm -hmm. whatever form is best appropriate to you. You know, I think we each have our own. It's, it's like mm -hmm. that saying that we can't really know if your version of blue is exactly like my version of blue, you know, as far as the way that I perceive it, you know, maybe you're looking at what I think is red. And we're like, we're yeah. both calling it blue. You know, it's that personal interpretation is, it's never going to be exactly the same as someone else's, but we can all agree that that connection to the divine is important. It is something that I think we are, a lot of us feel we're missing in our current society. And so definitely need to bring it back mm -hmm. in whichever way uh, calls to you, you know whether that's religion, whether that's meditation, whether that's yoga, practice, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, I think that's, that's what led to a lot of my healing, I think, was reconciling that. I know you yeah. have a lot of um, similarities in that background, right, of coming from one school of thought and then questioning it, finding your own way through that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want to dive into that with you a little bit. I mean, yeah, I wanted to ask you, like, yeah, tell me more. You know, and tell anyone listening. I, I mean, you have a, you have a really incredible, very beautiful story of going through that process that really struck me. Which is one of the reasons why I asked if you join me in this container to share. And so I guess I'd start by just asking you, like, what was your what was your earliest memory of connection with spirit and how did you navigate your way out of the paradigm, the understanding that you had or that you were, that you were taught into what you believe now? Yeah. Thank you. Um, in the beginning, I didn't know what to believe in terms of, you know, what is the divine? There's the version that my parents were telling me, like, oh, here's, here's the, here's what we're learning in the Bible. This is what this great spirit is and the way that he affects your life, how important he is to you. So there's one thing to see it. Like, okay, I, I love my parents. I trust you. I'm going to go along with this for now because clearly it matters a lot to you and you matter a lot to me. So I start mm -hmm. seeing the divine as this thing to be understood because it was so confusing, you know, so out there for me. I There was always a, almost like a wall of like, I just don't quite understand it, but I'm going to touch on it little by little. 
But then as I got older and I kept learning more about the world, learning more about biology, learning more about even just other religions, it just became more confusing. Did you not have, did you feel like you, up to this point, you hadn't had your own personal experience with the divine? It was just a lot of constructs you were being raised in? Is, yeah. that, is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Like when was the first time you actually feel like you made contact with the true mm. truth, you know? Yeah. Like, it would definitely have to be when I did ayahuasca. Like, I only believe in objective truth. It was almost like a rebellion against my upbringing. You know, after a while, like, no, I only believe in what I can see and, you know, empirical evidence, mm. and, you know, the mind of a scientist, essentially. Like materialism. Material, you know, yeah. That, you know, the, which is the opposite conditioning yeah. of the religious, right? It's like the science, right. the science, the religion of science and the materialist fundamentalism, I've heard said, of the paradigm that we exist in, which denies everything spiritual which and i'm yeah. so excited to dive into your <laughs> ayahuasca journey because this is one of the most powerful stories i've ever heard so yeah i'd love to hear hear that yeah for me diving into that was because the material stuff wasn't working for me you know focusing so much yeah. on career and everything like just yeah. was not working and so what made me seek out ayahuasca was like, well, this is not working. I feel like something's missing. And I'm hearing so many stories of how ayahuasca is this powerful medicine. And I just felt it in my soul. Like, yes, like I believe like these, the way that people would talk about it. It's like, I could, it was infectious. Like I could feel the healing just from them talking about it, you know, listening to other podcasts, um, reading about it, talking to yogis, talking to my own teachers. And when I told my ayahuasca story, a lot of people end up saying like, oh man, I really want to try it. And I was like, yeah, I mean, if it's calling to you, I've also had people like, wow, that sounds freaky. I don't want to do it at all. <laughs> like if that's, if that's what mm -hmm. your, you know, what your heart is saying, listen to that. Clearly you shouldn't do anything that you're not ready for. You know, that thing, that's why people have what they call bad trips. You know, it's like, well, you probably needed that bad trip, but you weren't ready for it. You weren't, <laughs> you didn't put in that intention to receive it. And so you, you know, it's like when no one likes to take advice when it's unwarranted, like that's basically what the medicine is doing. Like, Hey, this is what's going on. We need some stuff we got to address. Mm -hmm. And people are like, no, don't tell me those things. You know, they, and they have the resistance. Then you have, you know, the, the bad trip that everyone talks about. But the exact same experience could then become this amazing opening, awakening for you. If that's how you're perceiving it, if you're ready for that next step of like, no, I'm ready to shed all the bullshit. Yes, tell me, tell me all the truth. Then it becomes a very, mm -hmm. the exact same trip becomes a very uplifting experience so at the time I was doing yoga and really yoga is what started getting me into getting back in touch with myself and getting back away from the material world and more into the breath and the spirit mm -hmm. and my yoga teacher was this person that you know she talked very flowy and it was very like loving and energy like that and when I went up to her and I asked her like hey have you ever done ayahuasca 
she just immediately burst out laughing. She's like, have I done ayahuasca? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> have you heard my voice? You know, <laughs> she, she, she tells me I've done it hundreds of times. Like I studied for years to, to be able to um, practice uh, shamanism and lead others into, into ayahuasca journeys. And mm-hmm. so I was like, oh my God perfect can you tell me where to go she's like no 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 I don't want to tell you where to go I want you to find your own way because I can tell that this is very good for you that you're going to get a lot of out of this but part of it is the journey you know what brings you to that point so find your own place tell you what just let me know which place you pick I'll Mm -hmm. tell you if it's legit at least you have that I'm like perfect okay do my research Still nothing's calling to me. And then I hear through the grapevine this, this little establishment that's run entirely by locals, only people that are of native descent, of indigenous themselves, mm-hmm. um, people that grew up in the rainforest. And it was called uh, Capitari. And I love the story of the guy who run it. His name was Don Lucho. He was started self-taught for anyone that doesn't know about shamanism when you study to become a shaman it's actually a very dangerous practice because part of it is a intimate understanding of all the plants of everything that grows in the rainforest and part of that it means that you imbibe them into yourself so that your material body can get used to their essence so that you could know how much is too much, how much is too little. What is your, they're, they're scientists, essentially, scientists that are working with the earth in this very, very intimate way, literally using their own bodies as the petri dish, essentially, you know, as, as the <laughs> vessel to understand as the magnifying glass, you know. And they always talk about how it was the plants that taught them. You know, mm-hmm. because even the process of ayahuasca is a completely complicated chemical um, mm-hmm. experiment, essentially. Like you have yeah, to have, have a hundreds deeper understanding. Of things in them, hundreds yeah. of plants they'll put into it. Yeah, in the Amazon, yeah. right? To know exactly, to know the plant that has a high amount of DMT in and of itself, but then to know mm-hmm. that you have to have. Uh, a blocker so that your body doesn't just break down the DMT immediately and Mm -hmm. to be able to mix those two things together in one brew where they don't you know Mm -hmm. then just cancel each other out in the brew itself it's incredible piece of science and Mm -hmm. you know the western scientists hate it when the indigenous peoples when they're asked like well how'd you guys figure it out i was like well the plants told us duh like obviously like, <laughs> how else do you guys learn shit you know <laughs> yeah oh, man and it was the same thing with don Lucha. you know he very much as a kid he said he could understand what the plants were saying he knew which ones were safe to eat what quantities he basically was teaching himself before finally you know eventually like someone took them under his wing but he had already been understanding this on his own so he had this really deep intimate connection to the earth, to the practice. And when you see his face, the guy is almost 80 years old. And he has the energy of a man that's like in his 40s or 50s. I, I kid you not. Like vibrant, 
fully lucid, telling us these great stories, like running up and down the establishment when we finally get there. He's like lifting stuff. He's planting. He's, he's not this frail man that's like being pushed around. He runs this camp himself. And I tell my teacher, like, hey, I found this place. Well, who runs it? He's like, oh, well, it's run by Capitari. And I like, wait, with Don Lucho? I'm like, yeah. How'd you know? Don Lucho was my teacher. He's the one that I learned from the most. I studied <laughs> under him for like five years. That's who you picked? I'm like, wow. yeah, that's who I found. Like, wow. well, you have to go now. <laughs> like, what a synchronicity. Yeah. Yeah. Of all the places in all of Peru or even Brazil or anywhere in, in South America that I could have picked. Yeah. The one that mm -hmm. she learned from. And so it was like those meaningful coincidences, you know, <laughs> they start like, okay, yeah. this makes sense. This is, this is starting to feel right. There is no coincidences. Yeah. There is no accidents, right? <laughs> right, right. I mean, even <laughs> that in of itself, right, becomes a, a practice and appreciating the divine and listening to yeah. it. And so I went and I honestly, I, one of the most powerful experiences was right off the bat, was night one. And you know, I take, I take the medicine and I mean, I'm floating through space essentially at this point. Like, I'm just like my, my ethereal body, my consciousness has left my body and I'm just floating through the, through the ether. And I feel this presence come upon me. And I, I felt it like people call her like mama ayahuasca. Like it really was like, she's like the host of that dimension. You know, it's like her place. She's like, Hey, what's up? You're new here. Like I haven't seen you before. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm just happy to be here. This place is, I love what you've done with the place. You know, like, I'm being very, you're, you're, it's <laughs> In very, the ether. Like, yeah, it's very dreamlike, you know, it, it's, it doesn't quite make sense, but it all makes sense. And we're just kind of having this really nice, like, introductory chat, you know, as you would someone that you're waiting like at a bus stop with like oh hey how's it going you know, oh the weather's nice here you know she's and she's humoring me though like, you know like she so. can tell yeah like i love to go with the place and she's humoring me she can tell you know maybe that i'm a little nervous maybe that you know that like i'm not quite ready to dive in you know because i went in there for healing but you know maybe she mm -hmm. sensed that like timidness and so she goes like hey you want to see something cool well, yeah, I want to see something cool. Mm -hmm. All right, come on. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, my vision just completely changes. And I see these two very powerful, very opposing energies. Like, on one end, I see this brilliant light, like, the most powerful, luminous like pure white energy manifestation that you can imagine mm -hmm. like the most pure sense of light and it's just radiating energy like so much so that it's like threatening to like overwhelm her you know it's like it's just too much power and on the other end i see this endless void like complete negation complete darkness this like insatiable hunger like it has to take in it has to consume and it's like dying of hunger essentially because of this 
And so I see these two opposing forces and then I see then how this beautiful symbiotic relationship starts building between them where the light starts unloading her extra energy. And it's like, oh my God, thank you so much. Oh, my shoulder, you know, like that was so much that I was carrying. And on the other end, the darkness, it's like, oh my God, thank you so much for this nourishment for, I was dying of hunger. Like, thank you so much. And it's just all beautiful gratitude. And I start seeing like this swirling. I'm, I'm essentially seeing like the yin and the yang, you know, as it's coming together and they're like Lee and La push and pull, you know, just swimming around. And it feels like I'm just staring at them for eternity, like for a, a, a time that I can't even fathom. They're just doing this back and forth of give and take and give and take and receive and love. And they they care about each other so much. You know, it's almost like they're like an old married couple by the end of it. You know, they just know everything about each other. They know their intricacies. And it goes on for who knows how long. And eventually they're like, they just look at each other like, is this all there is? Like just you and me and this endless cycle between us of like, I mean, it feels amazing. Like, thank you so much. But also like, I'm kind of bored. Are you bored? Because I'm bored. You know, like they just kind of have this very real moment of them addressing the elephant in the room, basically. Like, are we, is this just going to be it forever? And it's very strange. It's like they essentially decide to do like uh almost like a like a suicide pact They're like well i mean have you ever like we've never fully like gone into each other you know like we've always kind of like kept this like safe distance Change. between yeah. us yeah this flow between us yeah. but we've never like really like what if we just try to like come together and just see what happens could be horrible could be amazing i don't know let's just try something different and the the other side is like down let's do this and i see them like stop their flow and then just start like compressing into each other like the light is just getting dimmer and dimmer and the shadow is getting like lightened up by it and they're both coming together and it's like almost from infinity down to this small point and I'm watching it all. And, and it feels like they're almost going to do it. They're almost about to blink out of existence when like all of a sudden, like the lever snaps and like this huge explosion of fucking cosmos and stardust and like positive matter and negative matter. And like, dark matter i'm seeing it all and like the big bang i'm essentially <laughs> watching the big bang happening and like my fucking hair is like being blown away i'm like fuck <laughs> and it, it just doesn't stop it's like almost like it's i mean i hate to sound vulgar but it's almost like it's like ejaculation of life you know just like <laughs> just the dam broke and like everything yeah. is bursting out of it like I don't know if they had an orgasm or what, like, I don't know what it was, you know, like they came together and then from their union, you know, comes creation, you know, it's like the most classic story of, of, of any religion, you know, Adam and Eve, these two things come together, you know, to create life, you know, God, even God was not alone, you know, he had helpers and anyways, 
I, I feel this, I see this, and I'm and ayahuasca then comes in. She's just like, pretty cool, right? Like I told you, she was like, I told you, she was like, I love this one. She's like, <laughs> she like sharing her greatest hit, like her favorite, like you know, clips on YouTube or something. She's like, is this a good one? I love it. <laughs> And I'm just like, fuck, wow. Like, yeah, that was amazing. And then she's like, all right, all right, all right. That was cool. But like, I can tell you're not here for that. Like, why are you here? I'm like, like, well, you know, I, like, I'm still reeling from this. Like, wow, wow. I, I, I'm just, I guess I'm lost. I, I just, I need some direction. I feel stuck. I, I don't know how to move forward and and i just feel like i'm holding on to a lot and it's like okay i think there's someone you should talk to just go that way like you just just start walking that way like yeah like yeah you'll 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 know it when you see it just go that way and and don't be afraid i'm like okay don't be afraid all right see ya she's like have fun you know (laughs) she's like laughing at me i'm like all right um i feel you know there's that journey i i feel my my mind wandering even though i know my body is like perfectly still and i come upon this cave and it's really foreboding it's like this classic like indiana jones you know like ancient temple like there's like spider webs all over it's really dark it's like creaking noises coming in and i'm like all right don't be afraid. You know, I reminded myself like, no, everything you encounter, it's going to be good for you. I remember I kept telling myself that this, this is what you need. This is why you're here. And so like, don't shy away from it. And so I just dive into this cave. And as soon as I walk into the cave, all these, my vision changes again. This is another thing that keeps happening. I, I keep changing from like the first person to the third person, you know, getting all these different perspectives of what's happening to me. And all of a sudden, I'm just seeing fractals all over my vision, just all these fractals coming together in weird ways. And then they start forming what looks like a very female form, but also it's very beastly, like it has long legs and a huge torso. And as I'm putting it together, like it's, it's like, it's haunting like how beautiful it is but also like scary you know like it's almost like respectfully like it's almost overwhelming this this force and i see her essentially like this spider queen like this you know the when i i did it in peru the peruvians like to think of the of the main aspects as as female as mothers you know like mama pacha Mm -hmm. or like the mother jaguar or the mother eagle in this case this is the mother spider like i'm seeing the the main aspect of this form and she comes into my field of vision and she just looks at me like very coyly and at first i'm just like enthralled by her beauty like just completely like blown away like she's like like sexy and sultry but also like keep your distance like very dangerous very it's the shadow self essentially it's like alluring but it's chaotic Mm -hmm. you don't know what it can do and you know i'm looking at her i'm enthralled by her i 
I I love her already, you know, and and I trust her, and and I look into her, and I ask her like, hey, you know, I'm I'm feeling very stuck. Like, how how can I get unstuck? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she's like, well, well, you can't really do much right now. You're completely bound up. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? She's like, look at yourself. Like, really look at yourself. And I look down, and I I'm completely covered from head to toe in a cocoon, like just mummified, like entirely. Web. I'm like, yeah, in a web. And I'm like, wait a second. This isn't how I came in. Like I walked here. She's like, and all of a sudden I like tip over and I'm like, I'm on the ground, like in this cocoon. And she's like, yeah, I, I don't know how you got here either. Honestly, hopping, hopping around in that thing. You know, now she's like poking fun of me. And <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how, how do I get out of this? I'm like, I'm trying, I'm struggling against it. The more I struggle, the tighter it's getting around me. I'm starting to feel like claustrophobic at this point. And it was at that point where I'm like, well, I, I realized I, I can't get out of this on my own. And so I look up at her and I just, you know, like, like I would ask of, uh, someone that I care about, like, can you please just help me? Like, I need your help like please mm-hmm. and and she looks at me and you know she has this look of like pity but also of like almost like tough love you know like that look of like you're better than yeah like i know you're better than this but and i want to help you and she very lazily like does like a little slash like and i and from my point of view i can see from inside the cocoon like this little ray of light is just right above me and she goes, there you go, you know, do the rest. And I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm, I want to get out of here. I'm like, and she's giving me the shot. She's she like, if, if she feels like this is enough for me, I'm going to trust her. And so I start like wiggling out of the cocoon and I'm like fighting and I'm like grabbing towards this little piece of light and I'm just breaking out and breaking myself. And as I'm finally itching out of this cocoon, my vision switches again and now it's to the third person and I see this cocoon from the outside and it starts cracking all around and then falling down like these like flower petals and from the very center I'm like emerging like I'm being reborn and I'm just like ah you know like this like light just comes down like my head immediately connects to like the Godhead and I'm just like receiving this huge download of like information. And I'm just like, like stuck, but also feeling like I haven't, I haven't had a deep breath in years. You know, like I finally took off like this harness that was like compressing my lungs and hunching my back. You know, I just completely, completely felt free felt open and i'm just like i start laughing and giggling like oh my god it feels so amazing like i'm like like i look at her like this was holding me down this entire time like how did i not notice like what and she's like well look where it came from i'm like what like yeah look at it and i look down at the remnants of the cocoon and i see that there are still these little tendrils these small pieces of web that are still connected to me and as i'm following their source i see that all the webs lead to my mind 
every single strand hmm. had a source wow. in my mind. And she's like, do you see? All, all of the thoughts that you've been having of what's holding you back, of what's keeping you from moving forward, it's been your own mind has been holding you back. Your own replaying of events over and over again in your head of ruminating of this track there's like one track of like i wish this hadn't happened or i wish i hadn't do that or i wish mm -hmm. i had done this instead it's like you know it's like if you're trying to cast you know a fishing rod but you kept like twirling all around every time and so then it just gets caught all around you it's essentially the same thing with the web like instead of creating something with this web as she was showing me with her own web, you know, all the things that she had created, I was just in my flailing, in my like, not wanting to let go and just be, like I was bounding myself up in my own energies and my own creativity, my own, I had creatively bound myself if I was not gonna be creative in any other way, you know, like it was, it was just showing me yeah. how the source was really me. And yeah, God, I, you know, I, I remember just like these tears falling down my cheeks and I'm just, you know, I'm almost feeling like this sympathy for myself where I'm like, man, I don't want to keep holding myself back like this. This feels amazing right mm -hmm. now. I want to hold on to this. I feel like myself. And I look at her like, how do I keep this going? Like, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I don't want to keep bounding myself up you know she tells me all right well i think there's someone you should talk to you know i gotta love that whole community aspect you know ayahuasca, ayahuasca tells you to talk to the spider and now the spider is like hey you know i got a good friend you should talk to so, she, <laughs> so she's like just go that way it's the same stuff you know like just start going that way you know you'll come upon what you need to and you'll know and I think that was another practice of trying to trust in your intuition. Like you'll know when the time is right. You'll know when you get to the point that you need to get to. And so, you know, I bid her do, I thank her, like, you know, I kiss her, like, thank you so much. And I start walking and I come eventually I'm walking for, I'm not sure where I'm going. And it's really interesting because the shaman, when you do ayahuasca, with the shaman you know he's there with you he's taken a piece of um, the medicine with you and he's like a yeah. sherpa on the mountain you know he's making yeah. sure psychically energetically that people are not falling into pitfalls that they're going to the places that they need to go and he's doing these through these songs these called ikaros these beautiful sacred chants and I speak Spanish, so he's at this point he's singing a song in Spanish, and I can understand what he's saying. Now, I my conscious mind had not been paying attention to any of the lyrics up until this point. You know, I I'm just walking, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden, like at just the right moment, I hear him saying like "pajarito, pajarito, metete en el agua." You know, it's like saying like "little bird, little bird, just go into the water." You know, normally a bird wouldn't want to go into the water. That's kind of scary. But I'm hearing it and it's basically telling me like, here it is. Like, here's what you need to do. Just dive in. Don't be afraid. You're, you're going to be fine in the, in the water. And 
I trust in that just I've been trusting in everything else and I'm like all right I'm the little bird and I'm gonna dive in you know <laughs> and as soon as I dive in I am transformed into a shark and I'm like whoa this is amazing you know like this I feel so powerful and so like there's infinite potential like I can go anywhere in the water and I and I'm like great and then as soon as I feel like I'm gonna start swimming I feel these tentacles start wrapping around me and I look down and it's this fucking octopus like a giant kraken you know it's just like grabbing me <laughs> from all sides and I'm like at first I'm trying to swim away and it's it's essentially repeating what I had just experienced with the cocoon. I'm, the more I'm fighting, the more it's like pulling me in. And like this thought all of a sudden comes into my mind. You know, I think it was, I think it was mother ayahuasca. She comes in and she's just like, what are you doing? Are you a man or are you a shark? And it was just that simple question. I'm like, yeah, I'm a fucking shark right now. What am I doing? You know, like, then I just start like, yeah, like it's basically like I assume my power and I just like start ripping and chomping down into this octopus that's grabbed onto me and I managed to rip off one of its tentacles and I start eating it and I imbibe it and as soon as I take it into myself I'm transported my vision changes all of a sudden I'm inside of a movie theater I'm like whoa what the like you know like what just happened and it's like a very old timey, like there's like a projector in front and it just starts playing like, you know, like it's just playing the scene and it was a pain, a regret, you know, something that I wish I had done differently. And it, I, you know, it was always shaded with that regret, with that shame. And here I was now seeing the exact same memory, but it felt like I was watching it black and white, like completely like no color, like no influence, just seeing it for what it is. Pure, this is what actually happened. I see the scene play out and I'm taken aback because eventually a mother ayahuasca comes and she, I asked, like, so what'd you think? And I look at her and I'm just, I'm flabbergasted. I'm like, well, the kid, the kid did the best he could. He was 15 years old, mm -hmm. you know, like, who cares? Like, he was an idiot, but he was a well-meaning idiot, you know? Like, you know, it wasn't, a, you know, it, I, I saw it for what, for the, almost like the necessary lesson that that was like you know okay that was a bad move but also he thought he was doing everything right in the moment and so what can i really expect mm -hmm. from him and ayahuasca just looks at me and she goes like very good very good and as soon as she says that scene changes i'm back in the shark body i'm like oh what oh that's right there's a octopus that i'm fighting but all right mm -hmm. fine we're back into it I grab another tentacle, I rip it off, I eat it, back into the movie theater. Five, four, three, two, one, another scene starts playing. It's another memory that I used to have that, that I would ruminate over and over again. I see it for what it is. Ayahuasca comes to me, we talk about it. 
she gives me like the head like the thumbs up like you got it back into the processing shark all these all these shadow memories all these repressed memories you're just processing yeah. them one and it's brutal you know because it's like one after the next like no time to breathe between them i went through eight wow. specific memories eight regrets that i had and eight is interesting because eight it's shaped like the infinity symbol when you look at it yeah. and i was <laughs> in so many ways stuck in an infinite loop of my own creation mm -hmm. and after I eat this octopus and I've gone through all these, you know, reframing of all these experiences, I'm feeling like so full, so satiated, so happy. And I'm just like swimming contently in the water. Like, yeah, like I just, wow. You know, I'm basking in the afterglow of like this energetic healing, this journey that I just went through. And, and I'm also, you know, starting to be a little, contemplated of myself and and you know i'm starting to feel some forgiveness and and acceptance and and i'm but i'm still feeling some resistance you know it's, it's also still fresh and so i'm trying to incorporate it and as i'm doing so i feel this presence just looming from above me like i just could sense it and i look up you know <laughs> like into it and it's this shark that's like the size of the world it's like megalodon you know like complete like i can't i can only fathom her beginning and her end she's just everywhere and everything she shows up and she's like threatening in the beginning she's looking down and she's like what what are you doing in my waters i didn't invite you and i'm just looking up at her like oh damn uh well actually the spider sent me and she looks down the spider sent you yeah like why did she send you to me you know she's humoring me for a bit i'm like well you know i'm, I'm just having this tough point in my life where i'm feeling stuck and you know the the spider showing me how i was holding myself back but i'm just afraid of slipping back into my old patterns so I, I was just hoping that you had some advice for me you know some way that I can keep moving forward and not, not buy myself up again and she looks at me she goes hold on you just want advice yeah like you don't you don't want power or you don't want me to like destroy somebody for you or like revenge or anything like that I'm like no no, I just, I, I just want to talk, you know, like the spider said you had some good advice for me and I, I trust her. And, and she just looks at me, she's like clutching, you know, she's taken aback. No one ever just wants to talk to me. Everyone always just wants mm -hmm. power or some of my energy. Like you really just want to talk to me and just want to get some advice. And I'm like, yeah. Well, yeah, come on, you know, I'll, I'll teach you something. So she's so like happy and enthused that like finally someone is like seeing her worth, you know, like in another way. And so generously, she invites me into her own consciousness, essentially. I start seeing the world through her eyes. I feel myself like, like, like I'm a passenger 
like she's driving stuff, but I'm on the passenger seat and I can see, you know, out the windshield, I can see what she's seeing. And she's letting me feel this like unstoppable power that she is, where she's always just swimming, moving forward, and nothing is stopping her. And I'm and I'm like really like getting to experience what that is. And as she's swimming, she's also consuming constantly, like from like the most delicious looking, like succulent fish to the most putrid, disgusting looking things that you can imagine. She is taking it all in. And as she takes it in, I can feel that she eats it. She imbibes it. She takes the nutrients and she is just shitting it all out immediately. Like it's just this constant cycle of like, eat, nourish, shit, eat, nourish, just like take in, get what you need, let it go, like just constant cycle over and over again. And she's letting me feel it. And then she comes in and she starts talking to me. She says, do you feel this? Do you see what this is? You know, to me, this is food. But to you, these are experiences. You know, I... You take in the good food, you take in the good experiences. Great. You learn what you're good at. You know, you learn what you like, you learn what you want to follow. However, on the other end, you take in bad experiences, you know, things that challenge you, things that didn't go your way. Like, that's also good. You know, you learn what to avoid. You learn what you don't want is just as powerful as the other end. And look at it, no matter what it is, whether it's good or bad, at the end of the day, it all nourishes me. As it all nourishes you, all the experiences are helping you grow, are helping feed you. And really just take in the nutrients. And once you're done, once you've taken in the lessons, just let it go. Just let it go. Don't dwell on it. Because think about it. Like, what's the point of trying trying to swim over there and get some more nutrients when it's already nothing but shit water back there anyways? You know? <laughs> like, why she would you want to swim through your own feces? Yeah, she's like, just keep going forward. Just take it in and let it go. Wow. Yeah, wow. that's what another stand. lesson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Yeah, so you had the so you had mama ayahuasca at the cosmic bus stop. You had the spider, yeah. the spider queen. You had the octopus yeah. the theater, mama again, and then the shark. Yeah, yeah. Was that yeah. was that the last of it, or was that for that? Those, sitting? yeah, for that sitting. You know, it was it was my my first sitting with the medicine and. I had already talked to a huge amount of the gang, you know, that <laughs> uh-huh. out of that space. Um, and it was beautiful because every then night after that, when I would go back, it really felt like I was going back. Like after you had already hung out at a friend's house, you know, like it just became like the regular mm-hmm. hangout spot. You know, it felt like that during nights two, three, four that I, that I took the ayahuasca and I would go back into that space. You know, I had felt so unlike myself for so long. And here was this space where they were like allowing me to play, allowing me to explore, allowing me to feel my true self 
unhindered by the worries of you know the world without expectations like i wasn't thinking about my job or any of this stuff you know when i was in this space it was truly a moment to just be alive you know ayahuasca kind of reminded me like man isn't life great you know like isn't it amazing that any of this is happening you know like we could have like who would have thought you know like you know maybe that's why she showed me you know the big bang she's like isn't that crazy who they didn't know that was going to happen you know (laughs) (laughs) oh man what a wild yeah that's like one of the most powerful stories i've i've heard around the, the medicine and i'm curious to ask you how did integration go coming back into the matrix after that yeah man it was hard um it was hard and easy at the same time easy in the sense that like i almost felt like you know like uh like moses coming down with the like 10 commandments from the mountain you know like i was like i I was like guys look at this like you know like i got some stories (laughs) for you guys so there was like this enthusiasm and like i you know god bless my friends you know they they were all so like i guess so what happened you know like you got to tell us how it was they were so excited <laughs> for me that, that that made me excited too to come back and i think i kept it alive because like you know as i love telling you and uh, in the sharing of the story you know i'm I, I i i get transported back into that space you know and as powerful as those lessons are you know sometimes i still forget you know even sometimes i find myself like oh 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 i'm binding myself up in the web again mm-hmm. you know like i, I gotta yeah. look back for that you know but, i'm eating my shit again yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> like oh what's that smell it's me oh. <laughs> you know and you forget yeah. until you like stop and you look at yourself and like that's another lesson you know like see things for what they are like truly like don't fool yourself you know, I think that was a huge part of it. Um, integration wise was like, okay, like, don't fool yourself into believing that like, everything has magically been solved by you going yeah. on this ayahuasca tribe, you know, like, that's what they were yeah. showing you too. Like, in every lesson, like, yeah, I had to put an effort, you know, I had to swim, I had to fight off the the octopus, you know, I had yeah. to climb, tear my way out of the cocoon. Yes, with guidance, but ultimately I had to put in the work. And I think that was the, the main part that I was focusing on coming back was like, okay, I feel a lot better, you know, after experiencing all that, it really did feel like a huge amount of therapy. Like I was able to let go. I was able to purge so much, but now the work has to continue, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think that's when I started diving a lot more into the men's work um mm-hmm. yeah immediately after the ayahuasca was when the men's work was was happening okay so you came back you quit your job yeah you slowly started finding your your tribe your community yeah. and you mentioned getting into men's men's healing work yeah How was that that was a huge part of it so i i got in touch with um the everyman community which is, uh, I directly got into it when I contacted one of its founders, uh, Dan Doty. So I first heard him on the Joe Rogan podcast, but mm-hmm. he, what he talked about, he was so passionate about the work that he had been doing with men 
specifically um, in terms of getting them out of their heads, getting them into their emotions, helping them, you know, redefining what it means to be a man in this, you know, non-judgmental space that they had created where a guy could really say whatever was on his mind and other guys would, would hold the space for him to to be able to like dissect it on his own essentially you know like okay well. and and it, it i love that one of the lessons that they teach is like okay get away from the story you know we get so caught up in the story like the why something happened like why are you holding on to it is this really something that is bothering you what follow that anger where does that anger come from Oh, you're not actually angry at this. You're actually angry at this other thing. You know, once you follow the emotion, you start to get down to its source. And it was that journey of getting down to the core, down to the like, like the true essence of what you were feeling, what I was feeling. Man, so much healing came from that. And I was experiencing that basically every week for for years thanks to this every man community i feel so activated now feel so um alive in in practicing this you know this journey of wanting to become a healer and wanting to help you know men in the ways that i've been helped in a more you know professional setting but also in the very unprofessional settings you know i, I, yeah, I was gonna do say you're everywhere. already a healer you're already yeah. you've been tell me about some of the work you've been doing in men's circles because you you were you've been a part of hosting men's yeah circles, right? yeah yeah um i mean at this point been doing men's practice for going on four years now and you know even in LA, I helped start the first chapter at the time. It was only like a few little like select groups, you know, in the US. Mm-hmm. And I saw the need for something in the in the in the West Coast. And so honored when when Dan trusted me and connected me to guys that also wanted to start a group. And so together we started leading it. Um, and kind of taking on that responsibility of like, okay. If I don't show up, it's going to make it less likely that other guys show up as well. And so like that onus of like, I want, I feel like this is important. So I don't feel like going today, but I'm going to go anyways, because I like, this is, this is helping not just me, but everyone around me. And so, you know, they kept me honest. I kept them honest and Mm-hmm. I, I it's why community is just so important in every aspect of the word it's it's foundational don't you it's think it's foundational yeah. yeah there's usually an agreement that you're gonna go to every meeting and if there's a reason why you can't go you're gonna contact two guys or at least into until you talk to somebody not like a text but you actually have to talk to them over the phone like invoice like tell them why you can't go and so mm-hmm. another part was then holding guys accountable to that. Like if someone tried to text like, Hey, I can't go. I would then call them like, Hey, let's talk about why you can't go today. You know, it, you know, it can't just be a text, <laughs> you know, it's like I had to like yeah, weasel around yeah. your excuses yeah, to like, face your shit. It's yeah. such good accountability, man. Yeah. Damn, that's powerful. 
that's that's it, man. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and and these were things that the guys had agreed well into getting uh becoming part of the group. There's a certain amount of agreements, like this is what I am going to do. You know, I'm gonna be honest, I'm gonna step away from story, but also I'm gonna show up every week. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna say what's on my confidentiality. Mind. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm gonna whatever happens mm-hmm. here, it's only stays here, you know, all that. So mm-hmm. none of the guys were surprised, you know, when I would call them, you know, in fact, like some of them would laugh like, oh, man, I thought you would let me, you know, this one time you would let me just text. I'm like, no, 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 you gotta, <laughs> like what's going on? And mm-hmm. if it wasn't me, you know, that was the other beautiful thing is that like other guys in the group naturally started stepping mm-hmm. up as leaders. And, and that's another thing that I think that happened mm-hmm. because we would take turns. So every mm-hmm. meeting, a, a different person would be the like facilitator, like the leader mm-hmm. of that night in terms of like making sure that the, the groove kept going, that like we stayed, cons- you know, we would look at the clock or make sure that guys would, would stay honest or would, you know, not get into mm-hmm. bogged down into like the minutia of things and to stay on the, you know, mm-hmm. on the main message. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that constant practice with different people would take turns leading. Obviously that's a huge amount of growth that each of us was taking on. You know, guys were helping me run the mm-hmm. group. It was I, at the end of the day, it wasn't all just me. And it, it honestly just made me value it even more because when it was my turn to lead, I didn't want to let these guys down. You know, and I could feel the same thing from mm-hmm. them when it was their turn. It was like, all right, I don't want to let you guys down. I'm going to, you know, bring myself, bring my A game for you. Um, and I just, be, yeah, I mean, that's just beautiful practice. You know, bringing yourself for others brings out more of yourself, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This journey, like so many others, like we have to redefine it because we can tell that there is something not quite right like guys have to have like masculine and feminine energy as much as women need to have mm-hmm. masculine and feminine energy like mm-hmm. you can't have you can't be all in on one end or the other like that's that's just imbalanced at its core and so i'm just excited to see and and just from my own experience how this keeps growing how we keep mm-hmm. integrating and changing and evolving really what it means to be either sex Mm -hmm. you know and i think that's Mm -hmm. probably why a lot of times today you know even the younger generations are more willing to question sexuality in and of itself you know how Mm -hmm. you know if you're a man and you love another man that doesn't make you less of a man and likewise, as a woman, if you're a woman that loves mm-hmm. other women, that doesn't make you less of a woman or that you don't understand what it means. You know, like that's, yeah. these are just judgments that we put on, on ourselves. And so I'm just, I, I've, I've grown, I've let go of a lot of judgment through this experience. And so that's what I take away from it is, yeah. is letting go of, of preconceived notions and embracing what can be instead of what is. I think there's, it's interesting too, for me thinking about these concepts, because I think there's, you know, it's like the yin yang energy of the polarities of everything. So even like in the, in the terms of like, quote unquote progress, you know, of like uh, people's ability to be more gender fluid and explore their sexuality. And 
I mean, I, I 100% support the freedom to do that. I think it's necessary, depending on where people are at in their path. And like, I've, you know, been on that path of exploring. And, but I, I think that at the same time, that's like the new, and there's also the old. There's also, there's also like, to me, like you can become like androgyny. Might there's, there could be, you know, that could be a space, I think, for some people. But there's a space also for the healed warrior, masculine, you know, warrior peace, peaceful warrior, the protector, the provider, and also, you know, in the feminine, the mother, um, the, the divine feminine, spiritual, you know, the intuition, the channel, uh, the infinite, the womb. And I think for those, I, I don't think there's any one size fits all, uh, solution or something where we all need to become androgynous or we all need to become masculine and feminine and but you know uh cisgender it's both though it, it just depends i think having the diversity like being like we're that's getting out of the patriarchal mm-hmm. conditioning is like getting out of linear thinking allowing paradox allowing diversity of roles and like for me anyway like uh, getting to a place of accepting and allowing and forgiving and permitting all things to be as they are. And at the same time, reclaiming my masculinity because I identify with it. And I, I find it something powerful and valuable and I'm showing up to serve, you know, as a warrior, that's been an interesting shift for me. That's kind of moving beyond just the progressive politics and the androgyny or, you know, which, which I, like, again, I support, but I think that's an interesting conversation that this is like, to me, this is a new emerging conversation is like, how do we come back into our masculinity and reclaim that primal energy? If that's what you identify with in a way that is channeling something really powerful towards serving the healing, serving the evolution, defending the sacred, I'm showing up as a warrior to protect the mother, you know, and to provide. It's very like, you know, kind of like in uh, Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz, you know, it's like after all that whole journey, it's like she comes back to Kansas and is like, there's no place like home. It's like on the outside, it can look the exact same. And even Osho talks about this, like the ultimate form of enlightenment is to become just an ordinary person again, you know? (laughs) And yeah. like, but you're, but you're not, you're completely 180 degrees internally and you're showing up in a healed way. That's not mm-hmm. repeating these ancestral traumas, this, you know, these inherited father wounds or this inherited programming of, of pillage and extraction and rape of the feminine, you know? Um, I think that's a really interesting conversation. It's like, how do we reclaim that empowered masculinity you know, like in a good way. Yeah, in a healthy way, you're right. In a way that that empowers instead of stifles, because I think that's sometimes why there's a lot of fear involved from all sides. It's that, you know, that, that energy can be very threatening or overwhelming for some people. And so, you know, how do we, it's almost like playing with fire. You know, you need, you know, you need it, right to create the civilization but also you have to be weary of it and um in this case i'm not saying to be weary of masculine energy but i'm just saying to mm-hmm. 
remove that fear and to be, to know that if you come from a place of love and a place of trusting, a place of acceptance, that there's nothing to be afraid of, you know, that when you, when you swing your sword for the sake of protecting truly, then you don't have to be afraid to swing that sword because you know, you're doing it for a just reason for, you know, you're doing it for, for all the, you know, the morally right reasons. And mm-hmm. I just feel like that's where, that's that I hope that's where we're going, you know, and that's why I want to keep having these conversations. Like I want to keep, I want to keep the needle going in that direction where we, you know, as a society can reclaim what it means to be, you know, whatever you want to be truly, you know, whether, you know, mm-hmm. male or feminine or everything in between mm-hmm. and to not feel marginalized one way or the other. Uh, I truly mm-hmm. want a society where it's it's all equal, you know, right. uh, uh, you know, equal opportunity of of what you want to do and what you want to be and how you want to express yourself, um, mm-hmm. without the judgments that we've learned that we've associated through time, you know, from mm-hmm. yeah, people have all kinds of sources, you know, institutions. Mm-hmm. their own families maybe their own past you know i think um i think reclaiming is it's a huge reason i think why there's so much resistance right now in some areas because it's you mm-hmm. know in a way it's like challenging the status quo and there's always going to be people that love the status quo for what it is mm-hmm. uh, but mm-hmm. ultimately like just like growing pains you know you're always going to have that resistance right when the growth spurt is about to happen you know your bones start hurting mm-hmm. right before they you know they explode <laughs> in, in length and so i i mean that's the that's what i i hold on to nowadays when i see the strife that happens pushback that happens it's you know it's i take it with like that mm-hmm. um patience you know it's like you know that's just like a, you know a, a child is going to resist sometimes same mm-hmm. thing you know uh immature immaturity is going to resist but i feel like we are slowly but surely heading more and more towards maturity as a society it's just it's going to come with some pain but ultimately it's, it's mm-hmm. going to lead to a lot of a lot of joy and a lot of pleasure hopefully yeah yeah i'm with you i'm with you it's an yeah. incredible time to be alive and yeah. To be on the edge, you know, the edge of this to me, or at least what feels to me like maybe our edge of our mm-hmm. corner of human evolution, like trying to bring peace and healing and fullness and and also just play, you know, and enjoy yeah. it. Like a lot yeah. of just like it's so cool for me realizing I, that's been a huge medicine for me and my healing journey is getting in touch with the inner child. And really just that little, yeah, getting covered in paint, you know, going running out <laughs> the woods naked and just like with a bow and arrow or something, you know, like uh, there's just so many um, ways to heal. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's powerful. And, the, and it what's, I mean, I really going back, you know, drawing it all back in, I think, um, yeah, like these conversations we're having, uh what we're doing what each of us are doing and reflecting to one another finding you know this tribe that we're forming uh that's a global tribe this is the medicine you know yeah. and uh 
yeah it's it's such an honor man to be sharing that journey with you and thank you so much for for showing for all the work you've been doing and so just one last question here uh what would you what advice would you give to any anyone just starting their journey or maybe specifically men who are just stepping into this this realm into their healing advice would you give well i just encourage you to like i said reach out to those who are doing it reach out for people that you would like to learn from mm-hmm. and also just share of it with the people in your lives let them know that this is something that you're working on mm-hmm. and i think you'll find that you'll be more surprised pleasantly surprised by the way that they receive it and how a lot of our projections in terms of what we think people are going to say and how they're going to react is really just in our own heads our own imaginations and and if they do you know shoot, shoot us down what's really true in our hearts it's it's refining our friendships it's showing us you know what's mm. serving me and what's not which that can be a really yeah. hard part of the process but but 100 percent, it's yeah. surprising how rare that actually is generally at least has been in my life um like i i yeah like you're saying i project i imagine that i'm just gonna get destroyed by sharing this or you know uh my love will be abandoned you know i'll be kicked out of the tribe or lose friendships and you know i I feel like that's part of just the path of standing in your truth and 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 stopping the people pleasing stop living for other people and what they expect of you and start living for what's true for you what you feel called to um it's all teachers you know but 100 percent, man that's some good that's some really good advice um and i feel like there's gosh there's so many conversations we can have i'll have you on (laughs) again and i know diving into work with your specific Uh, upbringing you know your latino background i wanted to get into that but i feel like that's a another deep dive and you know father your father father wounds like both of us share oh yeah those journeys and religion and there's so much more to talk about but i feel like we uh definitely had a you know this has been a really cool arc of just to me like um the key points of maybe your journey so uh, i see brother yeah thank you so much for sharing that yeah i really appreciate yeah, thank you. you where can people uh reach out to you if they feel particularly like they want to connect with you or if they're in la oh, and yeah. are interested in your men's circle I, I have an instagram right now uh it's eddie e-d-d-i-e underscore nova n-o-v-a it's you can always, you know, slip into my DMs if you feel like. And uh, I was going to be hosting a website soon. So I'll put the website on the Instagram. So feel free to message me. Always happy to talk to another uh, fellow traveler on this journey <laughs> that we call life, especially one that's trying to get into, um, you know, self-growth and self-improvement and, and all that that entails. So. I'm here for you. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Eddie Nova. Uh, Eddie Nova. Uh, it's been such amazing. a blessing talking to you, my brother. And uh, yeah. thank you so much for showing up, for sharing, wow. and for your thank medicine. You. I'm, I'm so excited for your journey ahead. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon, brother. Thank you so much for hosting. Thank you so much for inviting me. I feel so blessed and so full just from this talk. And I can't wait to do it again. Thank you. Thank you so much.